it rolling. We've got quite a bit of ground to cover on this one. A lot of uh, goose to chew. A lot, of, a lot of broken hearts. <laughs> a trail of broken hearts. I do I want to issue an apology, though, because I was putting our son to bed a couple of days ago, and it just hit me like a bolt of lightning that I should have said that uh, Chris was goose-lighting <laughs> Tia, and I just felt so bad that I didn't get that in the last episode. I mean, it was I kind mean, of a I serious... I like you could have worked it in in this episode. No, I, uh, I, need, I felt the need to apologize for this. It was my Costanza moment. Oh. Well, you didn't, I, yeah, you're not apologizing. You're trying to take trying credit to shoehorn for something my joke that, in. Yeah, yeah, you're not apologizing. Right. This is uh, an apology. Oh, God, I'd like to take a second to apologize. I had something really funny to say, and I didn't say it. Y'all would have laughed so hard if you yeah. had heard it. Yeah, this was an apology like right. Louis C.K. gave an, an apology. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah this right. is a classic white male apology. Mm-hmm. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm really awesome, and here's why. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get to it then. I got that important thing out of the way. Mm-hmm, that Here non-apology. Yeah, that non-apology apology. Yeah, good to go. All right. What do you got for us? Why don't you take it for uh, a minute? Tell us what you got going on. I will take it. Okay. Jordan and Joe are talking about how serious engagement is. <laughs> That's what I have in my first notes. Yeah. Is that not right? No, I, I don't have that, but I tried to pull back a little bit. I only took, well, I took eight pages of Oh my god! <laughs> I took like a page. I'm done. I'm. You're I'm checked done. out. Yeah. Leo fucked me over. Uh, I feel like I can't trust Eric. I can't I know. trust anybody. I feel like when will we learn to love again? Annalise after this? is dr- like I don't like and I like Grocery Joe. Except even he, you have something in your hair. Yeah, that's good. <sighs> ugh, ugh, gross. I don't know what that was. A giant skin flake. (laughs) (laughs) Fun for the listeners at home to guess what it is. Listeners, send us your guesses as to what was in my hair. Um, I... Grocery Joe is pathetic. He's pathetic? Uh, I mean, have some some self-respect, buddy. Kendall's making out with Leo, fine. Kendall's making out with John right in front of your face. I mean... I mean, we'll get there. And I don't like Kendall either, like... No, Kendall, you're not exploring. You're, you're. Yeah, I, I don't wanna. I don't wanna shame anyone for choices, but I don't agree with her actions, and I don't appreciate it being uh, presented under this veil or this costume of. I came into paradise thinking that I was going to explore. And then later, after Joe gets in a physical fight for her, she's like, my heart is with Joe. I just need to stop fighting it. You're okay, so cute. fuck off. Well, um, don't you think... We're jumping ahead, but that's okay. Um, didn't you feel like her kissing John was the equivalent of like, well, I don't want this to be awkward by not kissing him like it she did not seem into that i mean she seemed into leo to kiss you know leo. what you do if you're not into kissing someone you just don't kiss them yeah i mean right uh, you've got uh some words for the aziz and sorry accuser i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> Uh, first of all, John is no Aziz. He is no Aziz and sorry. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, well, we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, um, yeah. All right. I mean, just a global comment. I'm over. You're it. over it. And I yeah. don't. I don't give a shit about Janner and 
Evan and Carly oh, coming God. in with their Nobody babies. Cares about you know that. what makes Paradise even worse than it already is? Babies. Babies. Well, you know, I actually feel like our viewing experience kind of parallels their experience in Paradise because the first couple of weeks we were like, this is fun mm-hmm. and funny. And now it's just like, Gah. everything like uh, Bibby said is stinky and smelly now. I feel like I was having a great time until just about last night. And then I'm, re- I'm ready. Like Kenny, I'm ready to go home. Yeah. Oh, Kenny. I'm going to peace out for a recital. Kenny needs to stop going on these shows. I love Kenny, so I don't want him <laughs> to stop going on these shows. But he, this is the second time he's left, rightly so, to see his kid. I think it's an indication that he needs to stop coming on these shows. Eh, I, I right love Kenny. I mean, right well, but he doesn't seem all right with it. That's the thing. Well, I think There's he nothing probably, wrong. He was there for like two weeks. So yeah. I feel like he probably just figured he wasn't going to be on there that long and like... Why not take a trip to Mexico? Sure. Well, and like, let's face it, he didn't really see. Yeah, anything is he going to stick around for animals? Yeah, yeah. No. Ugh, man. All, All right. right. Um. So when we start the episode, Jordan and Benoit and Jenna are still in their love triangle. Um, Jordan criticizes Benoit's frisbee skills. I have gets, that in my notes. He gets where it hurts. Yeah, man. Don't talk about another man's frisbee skills. Tells him he needs to put some wrist into it. <laughs> one of my favorite parts of this whole thing was so uh, Jenna and Benoit go down to one of those day beds and start making out and Jordan's like Jenna's such a good person. I hate to see her go through this. And she's just like you know, sucking Benoit's face. <laughs> I think she's okay. Jordan. Uh, Connor shows up. Connor is here to disrupt Crystal and the Goose. Crystal and the Goose. And, you know, they had a strong connection because the Goose told Crystal, your butt is unreal. And, uh, and then she's like, thank you. I, I had a two-month plan. <laughs> well, and she said, he said, like, that's one of the most important things to me. Yeah. yeah. Same. Honesty, sense of humor, but, but more, yeah, is yeah. your butt unreal? <laughs> <laughs> totally unreal. Yeah. Oh. All right. The women go crazy for Connor, which I, I feel know. like is weird. First of all, they really like his hair, which is bizarre to me. It's like this weird kind of a ducktail, very crafted. It looks yeah. like kind of like Lego hair, which you're familiar with. Sure. Yeah. I sported that for about 26 <laughs> years. And to be frank, Connor's hair is much better. Oh, yeah. No one, uh, no one, including me, is going to compare Connor's hair with my old hair. Uh, I just don't think that Connor is that attractive. Well, I also don't think he doesn't seem like this crowd's type. Well, let me say, though, this is an issue that I also have with Paradise that I don't like the way that I think the the OG Paradise crew, they get really tight, which is kind of weird to me because it's like they're only there together for maybe three days before other people right. start coming in right. and out. But then I feel like they form this like little pack uh-huh. and nobody gets to come in. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just feel like the show dynamics get really weird after the first week They do. Or two. Yeah, I would like to see Robin run some stats for us on like how well people do that come late. You know, cuz yeah. I could see either they, I can, you know what? We don't even need Robin, which is good cuz she She never does never anything. Shows up. Yeah. yeah. Robin, you're Robin, <laughs> you're fired. You can thank Obama. Um I can tell you how they do poorly. Yeah, I mean, that would be my guess, too. You know, obviously, you've got a couple of people who could slip in. Well, remember, even the twins last season couldn't eke it out. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, the twins made it like 12 hours. If the twins can't make it, nobody can. Well, Connor, so Crystal was talking about how Connor was like the one guy she came to meet. That just seems weird to me. That's like, bizarre. I don't, to me, Connor is like the kind of guy that like a sort of arty girl is into. Oh, no. See, I don't see that at oh, all. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Like, I think he's like Dallas douchebag. Uh, okay. I had, a, I I had mean, a different read. No, no, no. Like when he was demanding that his glass be served in a champagne flute. When was that? I missed that. That was in the second night. How did you miss that? Tia was giving him all sorts of shit for it. And you don't remember that at all? No. Uh, Tia and Colton. uh, How? Where? Did you watch the episode? No, I watched none of it. (laughs) Tia and Colton. Eight pages of notes, and somehow I don't know. Tia doesn't like Connor because he judged her for eating hot dogs. Yeah, I remember that part. Okay, it was in that same part where they're going on and on about how he was drinking like a tequila and soda, but he wanted it served in a champagne flute. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't put my finger on this guy because he's not sort of like the model handsome. That the other guys are. At least that's not my read. Yeah, you know? no, I don't think so um, Like he's a perfectly, if you put 10 random guys in a room, he'd probably be the handsomest. But I feel like in this crowd, he's, you know, he, he doesn't seem like he's a standout He's more handsome me. than Chris. Sure. Well, uh, not according to Crystal. Well, maybe according to Crystal. I don't know. Uh, it's <laughs> weird to me. Chris and Crystal are a weird pair. I feel like, you like we said, Jordan would have been someone that I could naturally see crystal gravitating towards but uh chris does like unreal butts so you can't just forge a connection like that (sighs) anyway all right connor comes in crystal says that um connor as you already said connor was the one person that she came into paradise wanting to meet but then she basically tells connor straight up that if she did go on a date with him she would be thinking of chris the whole time Mm -hmm. This episode, these two episodes did actually bring out what we had mentioned before, which is they seem to actually take like the couple seriously at this point. Like people were actually to an extent like, no, I'm coupled up. I'm not going to go out. I guess. Although Connor still asks her out and she still says yes. That's true. That's true. I feel like there were a couple where the person was like, no, I'm not going to do it. I I just feel like it depends on whether or not you want to go out with that person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, let's see uh, Let's see what happens next. Oh, it's mentioned that uh, Connor is a bit of a Greek god. See, that's like what I'm... I don't see that. I don't see that yeah, at all. In my notes, was, I have really... Yeah, his body was made by, uh, by Greek angels. <laughs> um, all right, they go on a mystical date. Very culturally sensitive. is it culturally insensitive i feel like it was just like a weird thing oh yeah i don't even know like i don't even think it was like mexican i I guess but that seems like part of the problem (laughs) sort of this like random thing that they had them do like being kind of buried in the sand they lay under a beach mat and get buried in the sand they are like howling i don't know it was just (laughs) i feel like the dates get very strange later in the same uh episode John and Olivia go to somebody's quinceanera. Quinceanera. I feel like that is probably the worst date (laughs) that they've ever done. 
Um, because the same episode, what Eric and Angela go that to this day, super I would nice... tear up. Oh yeah. yeah, they just go and eat giant ice cream. Yeah, showers. and like a really nice hotel and wear bathrobes. They get to do that, and John and Olivia have to crash somebody's quinceanera, which is super awkward, and you can tell it's super <laughs> awkward. And like, who is this poor family who's like, oh, the Bachelor in Paradise right. crew? They want to film your <laughs> quinceanera. Yeah. Um. Anyway, all right. Crystal and Connor are on their sensitive or insensitive mystical date uh crystal says that she is zinned out and namaste that's the first time that namaste is used as a verb on the show and it'll be done again before the night is wait for it yeah wait for it um yeah let's see what do we got what do we got uh back to jordan and benoit and jenna yeah yeah Jordan's telling us that he uh, is not a toss-up. We had a, a while to figure out, took a while to figure out what That was he at meant. the beginning of that. Sure, okay. But, uh, yeah, he's he's not a, a... I feel like this is what happens when you take eight pages of fucking notes. <laughs> <laughs> and yet I didn't get the champagne flute yeah, thing. And yet you have, like, yeah. zero to say. Zero actual I really, content. I would be curious to read these notes. You're welcome to read them. I'll put them online. <laughs> For everyone, yeah, so you can consult my notes, yeah. Uh, you might not yeah. be as curious as you think to read these notes. <laughs> Jenna, basically Jenna is still undecided. So Jenna and Jordan are back on, but then she goes and makes out with Benoit. I mean, she's just kind of up in the air. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Jordan is very, I don't know. Like, I always think if someone was putting me through that, I would just be like, all right, well, fuck you then. Right, yeah. Maybe I, I mean, maybe I like to think that and it's not actually true, but I feel like Jordan is based, which, okay, so I will say, I do feel like Jordan behaved badly and now he's kind of having to grovel a little sure, bit. He might sure. not have lost Jenna if he hadn't behaved so poorly. That's right. That is true. Yeah. And Benoit also says that, uh, what a beep acting like a beeping kid. And later he refers to Jordan as the worst beeping guy that he's ever known. But Jordan, in turn, says, I pretty much dragged my dick across Benoit's baguette <laughs> and shoved it down his throat. Is so that... I don't argue that Jordan won that Yeah, war sure. Though, I mean, is dragging your dick across a baguette like a I power move? I think that's what he said. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Okay. I have the same thing. I'm just saying, like, is that really, like, if I saw someone dragging their dick across a baguette, I would be like... What are you doing? Like, I wouldn't be intimidated. I would be like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, I think that it is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so in some societies, that's considered an act of dominance. Well, uh, my dad always, or not always, but... <laughs> He's always saying this. My dad, or maybe it was a my, one of my friends growing up, maybe it was her dad. I don't know. There was some story about how a fraternity that they were in in LSU, that they got a box of donuts and, like, oh, put it put the donuts where you could guess. Sure, yeah. And then they sent it to, like, one of the sororities. But they took, like, a picture of it and they gave it to them after. Oh, I see what's happening here. So the idea I is that, I see what's yeah. happening here. That is uh, terrible, first of all. We should but also... um, think about doing that as, like, a department gag. <laughs> Really, like, raz the philosophy department. <laughs> hey, guys, free donuts for the first day. <laughs> That's going to fly in uh, today's uh, 
today's political climate. Politically correct. You just can't put your dick in a donut <laughs> right. anymore. And send it to somebody. We've gotten too PC and sensitive. What, is there something else in my hair? Are you all sweaty? No, no. Why no, do you right. always think that I'm... It's the lighting Well, a lot of I mean, times. I'm often it's sweaty. It's the lighting in our recording studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so soundproof in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, none of the... Uh, it's so hot. Anyway. Okay. All right. Moving on. Kenny's going home. Can I talk about how irritated I am that apparently Jubilee wasn't good oh, enough to yeah. even like show being sent Yes, being... I want to talk about this Why? at So length. Jubilee and John apparently break up. Jubilee goes home and we don't see any of it except in a black and white flashback. They give it to us in a flash. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah, it is yeah, bullshit. That, I, I, was, I thought that was one of the worst decisions they've ever made. And um, I feel like we get so much, I don't know, just so much uh, stuff that is stupid and not important. And then they can't show Jubilee getting, like, exited from the show. That was my exact reaction. Is like, how much time do we have to spend with Connor and Tia? And we're still going to have to spend more time with them next week, apparently. And yet we can't even get well, five Connor. minutes. Hmm? Did Connor get a rose? Connor doesn't get a rose. Or no, uh, Colton. I'm sorry, Colton, Colton and Tia. They're they're all running together. But yeah. Um, yeah, we can't even get five minutes. And they actually invested us in this story too. Like we saw their I dates. Know. We saw. I their... feel like they set you up to think that Jubes and John are super right. cute, and then. I yeah, mean, I just I thought it was I thought it was ridiculous. Bizarre. Yeah, it was a really poor decision. It made me very frustrated. You're making I don't, poor life choices. They're Harrison. making poor life choices. Well, and who knows why? But it it looks bad too. To like, I feel like a lot of the people of color on this season have gotten like Will's didn't get a speaking line like in some of the episodes. I feel like um, uh, I to mean, give to give no. Jubilee the shaft and to have so much time. For Benoit and Jordan, you know, like it just—it looks bad. Right. It looks bad. Are you gonna make that argument? I am gonna. You're make gonna that turn argument. this. Oh, Absolutely. you're gonna play the race card I to am, quote yeah. uh, to quote Lee. To quote I don't get Lee. the race card. I don't want your life. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, so Camille, oh, Lee. how has that guy never ended up on Bachelor in Paradise? Well, I mean, it seems like there are people that are just kind of blacklisted at this point. Like at Lincoln, I know, I'm sure Leo is. <laughs> well, yeah, Lincoln's definitely blacklisted. Well, I'm saying like people But I feel who... like Lee came on Mintel and was very contrite. Kind of contrite. He but was. It, yeah. No, he was. He cried. I forgot that he cried. He did. I just, I'm, it seems like they've got their people that they're just like, we're done with you because the public is done with you. Yeah. You know, I guess they I think, let Chad come on. Yeah, but I think Chad is is on that list now too. Leo is probably on that list. Chad now too. taking a taking a dump. Get Lincoln in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shit off. <laughs> it's an old fashioned shit off <laughs> at high noon. <laughs> All right, so Jubilee is gone. Kenny is gone. To make up for it, we have. Camille, who no one cares about. Nobody cares like, about. why is Camille here? Well, and they're like, that's the 60-40 guy. Nobody remembered that. They no, had to tell so them. that's so stupid. Yeah. I barely remembered that, and we podcast about this. I feel like we've had a cut. Like, Camille got cut the first night. Uh, Olivia's Olivia. back. She got cut. That woman who was from five years ago. I feel like they're... Um... No, now she made it pretty far. I remembered her. What's but her name? To go back, like, I feel like they're... 
they're running out of their deep bench. Yeah, but you know? I like it, Cassandra, that's who it was. I like it when they do that because I feel like when it's all just, it's like Saved by the Bell, the new class. Like, mm-hmm. everybody's just on the most recent season. They're all buddy buddies. Mm-hmm. Like they're all best friends. I like it when there's more diversity. When, they're, when they bring some Not in terms in. of, you know, anything that matters. Right. But just in terms when of When they season. were on television. Yeah. yeah. Bachelor yeah. diversity. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, and you're right. I mean, it can be an interesting dynamic when they don't all know each other. The problem is those people that don't know each other seem like they get kind of marginalized. I feel like they need to bring those people in from mm, the start. They do. They get othered. Well, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying is I feel like that it goes with that um, thing you were talking about. Of no, I know. Clicky, they need to bring you know. them in. From, I hear you. Yeah. Okay. I hear you. All right. I just want, I want to make sure that I'm listened to and, uh. and validated. Um, All right. I will say that one of the only things I liked about this episode was very little Tia or Colton. I feel like they got their story. Yeah. And they were out of the... I feel like all that's... All we see of them is that hot dog sword fight. <laughs> and that's all I wanted. Your classic all hot dog sword fight. Ah, uh, when you're from Wiener, that's all you're doing is... I mean, clearly. Fighting. Yeah. We, I do need to mention, too, you were right about Tia being from Wiener. I, of I course I was. You, yeah. Well, I feel like Tia tried to not be from Wiener. That's why. That's where my once confusion. you're from Wiener, you're always from Wiener. Raven can tell you <laughs> yeah. that. Oh, she knows. All right, Annalise is desperate as fuck. Yes, she's so, even thirstier than yeah, she was. Camille last comes week. in, and Annalise, who was crying about Kenny, like the night before, talking about the connection that they had and. She just can't believe that her, you know, this guy that she really connected with in Paradise is leaving. Suddenly Camille walks in and she has like the cartoon hard eyes. Yeah, well, and later she says, it's been a really long time since I've had these giddy feelings about a guy. Yeah. <laughs> since when, yesterday? Ouch. Yeah, it's, it's been hours since I've felt this way about a man. So he has the date card and Annalise says, I need this, I need this, I really need this. Okay. Oh, Annalise. Just a so she um, gets She it. also says that if Camille picks someone else to go on this date today, I think my head might explode. <laughs> I would like to see that, actually. And then Literally I can't remember explode. if this was uh, before he asks her on the date or... Uh, I think it had to have been before. She doesn't even know how to pronounce his name. Yes. She's like, I really want to go with Camille. Camille? Camille? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I'm going to have to get that right, yeah, but, but I really want to go. totally in love with him. Yeah. yeah best guy ever. Uh, they go riding on an ATV. And, of some sort. Yeah, some sort of yeah. utility vehicle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that we realize we would not identify correctly. David Dirt or John can uh, send us some information about this. After the, I'm assuming, you know, two-hour date, she says that she and Camille are in a very good place and uh, that they're one of the strongest couples in paradise. I don't know if that speaks more to the lack of strength of the couples in paradise <laughs> or Annalise's delusions. The second. But they are a strong couple because they both had so many traumatic experiences at carnivals and fairs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wonder if we don't hear what Camille's... Um... It was difficult for me to tell what Camille's accent was. Yeah. Like vague European. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you do thing? it? Let's hear. No, I can't. Okay. Yeah. You don't have it pinned down yet. Um. All right. While Annalise and Camille are on their date, a couple of things happen. Jenna chooses Jordan. Kevin picks some weird fight with Astrid, which mm-hmm. I think is basically 
the typical guy move of like, I'm going to pick a stupid fight with you because I feel a little insecure in this mm-hmm. relationship and I want to see if you're going to break up with me. And it pretty much backfires yeah. on him. Like, I feel like Astrid is just like, what What the hell? Right, what are you talking about? Because his basic thing is, Kevin tells her that he wants her to go out with another guy because... So that she can miss him. Right, so that their relationship can be challenged. Which, this line gets used again by Eric later yeah. on. It's, yeah, I feel like Eric's like, yeah, that's a... Uh, right. That's oh, that's good logic. Idea. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that made total sense, Kevin. I'm going to do that, too. Ugh. Yeah. Um, Astrid freaks out and is basically like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And she's, you know, probably right. Um, but they do, they make up, right? Mm -hmm, They do. Later on, he does that little thing with the TV. Well, yeah, that's later though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Leo, can we move on to Leo? Sure. I mean, Leo's freaking out. So Kevin accidentally, I mean, quote unquote, accidentally, although I do think that I don't think he knew what he was doing. Kevin assumes that since everyone is talking about it, Kendall knows that Leo kissed Chelsea. Kendall did not she know. She did not until Kevin revealed this. Kevin revealed it to Kendall. Kendall then confronts Leo and Leo loses his He mind. loses his shit. I feel like he I've never, never seen it. such a fast downward spiral yeah. in paradise. Yeah, no, and I haven't seen somebody who was so likable become so unlikable. Yeah, exactly. Well, well Dean. Yeah. But yeah. that was so much of a like slow burn. It was a slow burn. Well, and there were signs. When you go back and look at Dean, you're like, oh, I saw signs of this coming. Like when he asked Rachel... What her favorite kind of dinosaur is. <laughs> and can't, oh, like, have a... You always talk about that. You well, are never not talking about that. Uh, it's all I talk about. It's what I taught about. I lectured about it for three hours <laughs> last night in my grad class. Wow. In my Oh, in my grad class. <laughs> I teach graduate students. Yeah, so do you. Uh, so yeah, do you. And, yet, and yet here I am not referring to my class as my grad class. It's funnier if it's a grad class. Do you have undergrads in there? as well yes it is cross-listed it's a funnier so it is not only a grad class it's a funnier joke if it's a grad it's not class. funny either way oh it's funny both ways but it's funnier if it's a grad class okay yeah All right. anyways hang sorry anyways, y'all ryan yeah. had to talk a little bit about his grad class um for the listeners at home it's a funny, i will funny say joke. okay are you done no <laughs> jesus Jesus. No, you gotta have move a, with the cheese. Move with the cheese. Um, I think that Dean is, however much he was immature and fuckboying around, Dean is definitely like inherently a likable guy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Leo just clearly isn't like yeah. Leo goes insane. Yeah. And over nothing, and like you said, very quickly. I mean, that was like a 180 turn. So he goes into the pool. And, like, just starts yelling at everybody. He's, like, yelling things about people tattling. Yeah. That Let's was all the tattle. Other thing is that I feel like it was that weird thing where he latches onto one word and right. just keeps saying tattle over and over again. Well, it's like a full-on, like, grown man throwing a temper tantrum. It's yeah. bizarre. And he, like, 
would swing his hair around. Yeah, it's like a lion <laughs> strutting his mane. Uh, Kevin says, in the words of Justin Trudeau, Canadians, we are polite, we are reasonable, but we will not be pushed around. So Kevin ultimately is basically, because uh, Leo's trying to trying to find himself who the rat is. Right. Are you the rat? <laughs> you the rat. Are you the rat? Yeah, well, and he's like, I'm having a rant about the absurdity of this place. <laughs> and then he says... Kissing is a handshake in paradise. Yeah, he's like, Benoit, you want to kiss, man? I know, that's so weird. It was so weird. Well, then, actually, so, uh, despite taking eight pages of notes, my computer conked out here. Um, but what he goes, eventually he and Kendall talk, is that right? They do, and then uh, Leo does a little, I wouldn't necessarily say that he's gaslighting or gooselighting, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, but he ba- he does turn it back around on Kindle. Yeah. And he's like, you ruined my day yeah. by confronting me about Fucking this. bullshit. Yeah, when he's like, yeah, and, well, and then he's like being really mean and then really nice back and forth. Yeah. I have to say, Kindle handled this beautifully. I, I guess. Thought. I mean, I don't know. I feel like I'm not, I'm off the Kindle train. Well, but in this discreet moment, I feel like what she did really well was she identified exactly what Leo was doing. And, like, didn't put up with any of his bullshit. Because she was like, you're contradicting yourself. Like, I feel like she wasn't playing I feel like she put up with a little bit of his bullshit. Okay, a little bit of bullshit. I feel like, and again, I don't know, my notes, my computer died. If I had taken two pages of notes. How do you have eight pages of notes and your computer died? I'll give you an example. Oh, my God. Leo swims furiously. That's a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, your notes are... um, I space after everything. So really, word count-wise, we're probably pretty close. No. Yeah. Mm-mm. Okay. But in, so anyways. Um, all right. We end night one with all of that up in the air, mm-hmm. a big cliffhanger. We know that there's a confrontation coming. Right. Can we wait a whole day to find out what it's going to be? Mm, we're going to have to. Yeah. All right. Kendall uh, night two starts with Kendall saying that she owes it to Joe to invest her heart in him. She says, I know where my heart is and I just have to follow that. See, this is what annoys me. Literally 24 hours before she was saying that her heart was telling sure. her to be with Leo. Sure. No, uh, I get your frustration. I was just saying in that moment. She's I feel a flip-flopper. Like she John Kerry over here. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> um, to get at another moment that I thought was interesting. So Kendall deals with Leo, I think pretty well, goes over and talks to Joe and is talking a bunch about how frustrated she is. And Joe's move is to say, relax, you're freaking out over nothing. Do you think that Joe was too dismissive here, or do you think he calmed her down? No, I don't think he was dismissive. I think he was right, that Kendall Mm -hmm. was all worked up, and she needed to relax about it. Not get uh, distracted by the Leos of the world. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, like you're giving him too much power if you get that upset about some... Oh, shocking that like this guy that's works in a water world show <laughs> how is that not a stand-up guy has i mean been, the- there are like internet stories about him engaging in inappropriate sexual behavior like mm-hmm. assault behavior i mean knock me over with a feather right that leo ends up being an asshole yeah we should we should have seen it coming with the water world thing i do so as crystal says at the end of this episode when it all just shit hits the fan Crystal makes a comment that everyone is shook. And I will say, you know that that the 
that the regular seasons of Bachelor and Bachelorette are to some degree fabricated, that everyone is acting, mm-hmm. that they're all on their best behavior. But it does really, I think, it's a little bit of a mind fuck. Because I really liked Leo yeah. on Becca's yeah. season. I thought he was a really good guy. I liked seeing this like big, muscular dude who's such like an overt male but he's I thought that he seemed sweet right. on that season. He right. seemed like sensitive. Yeah. And I do think that it really like I really dislike the fact that that their personalities can be so different on mm-hmm. this show. Mm-hmm. Well and we we've talked about that before as a positive, but here and I think ultimately it's good to see who these people either really it just are makes me or not trust the process. And I had trusted it so rigorously before. I mean, I don't, I feel like I don't, I understand that again, as I said, everyone's on their best behavior on that show, but I don't like to think that someone could just be like a totally different person. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Cause even like Chris, or you they still are see... like, I feel like usually the producers pick up on that and are like, let's exploit this sure. and make it obvious sure. to the viewer. Yeah. Cause Leo clearly got a really generous edit. Who knows what was going on? Because, you know, other people, Connor and Chris, didn't get that same kind of edit, even though they seemed to be fine people on the whole, you know. So either Leo was really keeping it together. He treated the Bachelorette season as one giant water world performance. <laughs> Quite the actor. <laughs> Thanks, <Okay>. baby. Yeah. <laughs> Appreciate that. All right. Um, Jenna has chosen Jordan and Benoit confronts her about that. Uh, He says that she is, like, making that decision for him. I don't know. His logic was skewed. I do, I mean, I feel like basically he got dumped and he was pissed off about it. And, I mean, Jenna was playing both of them. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Benoit's pissed. Uh, Jordan, so, so Benoit definitely does not yell at Jenna. But Jenna goes off and is, I mean, I feel like essentially Benoit was like, hey, you're being a shitty person by making out with both of us right. and dating. And then acting like you're dumping me for my benefit. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes. Like, don't just say what it is and say that you like him. Don't say that it's because you're looking out for my best interest. Right, right. Yeah, just say, I don't want to be with you. Yes. Yeah. Um. So then she goes off and cries because Benoit made her feel bad. Um. Can we talk about how... Uh, well, never mind. I'll get to that. Anyway, Jordan finds Jenna crying and, like, freaks out about it, confronts Benoit. Mm-hmm. Do you have notes on this or no? Yeah, no, I've got all kinds of notes on this, but what I really wanted to get at was uh, the briefcase monologue, so I was waiting for that. He uh, says that Benoit, Jordan says Benoit needs to stop opening up his briefcase. <laughs> We're getting his uh, little French fingers going through his briefcase. Mm-hmm. And is when Jordan is asked, "What's in your briefcase?" It's just an empty briefcase full of passion. It's it's an empty briefcase full of fucking passion. <laughs> <laughs> to be accurate, to quote him verbatim, yes. So is it empty or is it full of fucking passion? It's empty, but also full. It's a paradox. It is a yeah, paradox. wrap your mind a, around that. It's a oxymoron, if you will. <laughs> I was going to say onomatopoeia, but that's not right. I wrote in my notes and overall, because this kind of goes to what you were talking about already, I don't know if there's ever been a contestant that I've liked as little and as much at the same time as Jordan. 
I agree with that. Like, he really is, he seems like kind of a dick in a lot of ways, but he also is, like, funny. Yeah. And has like, these great weirdly monologues. Clever. Yeah, right, weirdly clever in a way that you wouldn't expect. In a way like, that doesn't even make sense. Yeah, me. but it's like this. Where did you come up with that? Yeah. Well, and then he's like joking with Col- with uh, Colton about what's in his briefcase. Like he's got all these like monologues and stuff. I feel like he's the kind of guy where if you hung out with him, you would like love him or hate him. Yeah. Or both. Yeah. Um. All right. So Benoit moves on and tries to seduce Chelsea, basically in a bid to get a rose. Mm-hmm. Um, he says that he can tell that she's passionate, but is hiding it. And I feel like at one point you will explode. And they play this really ridiculous accordion music over his Cause seduction. He's, so, because he's French. And I want to say, ah, will you scratch my back real quick? Yeah, sure. Uh, my the friend, listener's benefit. Yeah, to the left. My friend Katie, your other left. My friend Katie said that being Canadian isn't the same as being French. Thoughts think, on that? Well, I'll tell you, my first of my thoughts on that are, uh, what up, Toronto listeners? That's oh, yeah. our second... We've uh, got to give a shout out to yeah, all to of Toronto. our Canadian listeners. Yeah. We have a ton of Canadian listeners, uh, even though we've been bashing the shit out of I them. I think it's my, my <laughs> accent. They love, they think that you're Canadian because of your accurate Becca accent <laughs> that you've got going on. Um, I mean, obviously, being I, I think Jordan is right that it's the Diet Coke of being French. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and also, I think like you're Canadian. Like I don't don't hide from that. Don't try to be French. Be be Canadian. <laughs> He's not trying to be French. Well, like, That's like, the how show he talks. Is, no, I'm I'm saying the show is treating well, him like he's French. What could they play that would sub in as Canadian music? Let's <laughs> I don't know, go oh, to Canada. the mall. <laughs> <laughs> Sand castles in the sand. I learned an interesting fact today for our Canadian Some listeners. Some Brian Adams. Oh, yeah. They could yeah. play You Oughta Know. <laughs> Would, you Would she your go down on you in the theater? Another fun listener fact. Our friend Katie did not know that that was about Dave Coulier. Who doesn't know that? Katie. At this point, Katie, that was about and Dave Coulier. Yeah. Cut. Everybody, it out. public service announcement. That song is about Dave Coulier. I mean, you got to you ought to know. You ought to know that you ought to know is about <laughs> Dave Coulier. You were going to say something. Yeah, so here's a fun Canada fact oh, for you. Oh, fun. Yeah, there was a rumor swirling that their new money smelled like maple syrup. Like that you could scratch it and no, it smelled there, like... No, nobody thought that. No, a bunch of people thought it was on the internet. Fake but then news. what they uh, what they deduced was that it was like a psychosomatic response. <laughs> like Canadians like saw the maple leaf and automatically start smelling syrup when they smell things. <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds like fake news. Yeah, well, uh, check it with the fake media. Oh, oh, yeah. okay. oh, 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 burn, yeah. Okay. Dragging my dick over your baguette. Nope. No, no. That's no. not... We're not going to start doing that. That's not appropriate. No. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you eat this donut that I have for you? It's a fun prank and people appreciate it. Everybody appreciates that prank. Oh, okay. 
I don't even know where we are. We are. Right. Hey, uh, let's do oh, Angela and you Eric. Know, have I ever told you who Jenna reminds me of? Can we talk about this for a second? Well, we had talked it, with some options that come up in the past, but who do you have? Who did we say in the I past? I said Katy Perry, and you said an anime character. Oh, I think that she reminds me of Pencil Tucky from Orange you is the New Black. You mentioned that. You did I did mention, mention that, that. Yes. All right. She said something on this episode, and I was like, oh, man, she really does sound like her. <laughs> All right, Eric and Angela go on a date. Yes. They are a cute couple. They are all in. We they, get told that about 500, 500 times. 500 times. Uh, Angela tells us there is a million percent potential for me to fall in love with Eric 100%. Hmm. Do that math. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eric tells us it's miracle season. Several times. Yeah. They go to a hotel and a woman is literally scattering rose petals in front of them as they walk. It's like an awkward adult flower girl. <laughs> That's actually uh, Eric's niece. <laughs> um, they eat giant... So it's just like this kind of date in absurd quantities. Yes. So they walk in. There's a bathtub that's full of 25 champagne bottles. They get served a giant ice cream sundae. There's a Trump gold toilet in there. They put on shell necklaces? Yeah. It's weird to me. Yeah. I feel like there's like Alice in Wonderland vibes. <laughs> They might have been like on tripping this whole time. Like none of that was real. (laughs) That entire thing was fake. They put each other's voices into the seashell necklaces, (laughs) and then Eric turns into a merman. A merman. A fish on top, man on bottom. (laughs) Is that your preference? If you had to pick for a man, yeah. Uh, huh. Um, I don't know what my, no, I think I would go full merman, like traditional, top half classic, man, top ha- bottom like, half Triton, fish. Yeah. Triton. Yeah. What about you? Oh, definitely bottom half fish. I feel like the that's, boobs. well, just, I mean, it's like if you're, it would be weird to like have sex with a fish woman that has like a fish head. Yeah, but if you pick top half human, bottom half fish, you don't get to have sex because it's there's some sort of <laughs> some sort of opening. <laughs> pres- I mean, fish uh, reproduce in some form. I feel like or they should have. Uh, why didn't we get this in detail in that movie Splash? Yeah, they should have gone into this and. In you think there's detail. like a just and like a director's a... cut, a rated X cut that oh, runs late at a night. Director's cut <laughs> <laughs> runs late at night on uh, Showtime. I don't know how how mermaids would have sex. Yeah, that's a good question, Robin. You're you're hired again. Get on it. Get us some drawings. I'm going fish on top. See, that's very controversial. <laughs> very controversial. Could could the person talk though? Like if it's no, fish on top. that's why I'm choosing it. <laughs> <laughs> Are we assuming that it's you? Because if it's you, fish on top. Oh, snap. Oh. And then throw him back in the sea, am I right? Oh. Where are we? I don't know. You know who has BDE? Who? King Triton. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Part of it is just that giant <laughs> Triton that he's got, though. <laughs> big T-E. Big Triton energy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know who really doesn't? Who? Flounder. Oh man, it's yeah. like the worst. Ugh. Yeah, that's you know a great ends of a spectrum. Surprisingly big BDE. 
Sebastian? 100%. Yeah. There's oh, a yeah, 100% totally. chance that he has a million percent. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, run, yeah. run those numbers, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> run the stats for us. See if that ratio works out. Uh, anyway, all right. Um, I only have really a few more notes. So Chris, I think the goose is feeling feeling some pressure because mm-hmm. um, previous episode, Crystal was pretty torn between the goose and Connor. Right. So in a bid to spend more time with Crystal and to show her how much he really cares, Chris sets up a yoga studio, um, which is basically the equivalent of you being like, I'm taking you on a date where we grade papers. Yeah, like, here's right. this essay for you yeah. to grade. Yeah, no, she was like, you want me to work? But then she gets real into she it. She does get into it. Well, and Eric, or um, I'm sorry, Chris is a good sport about it and is trying to do it and needs like a fair amount of help as crystal points out so he pulls a kenny in that he is crazy sweaty did you notice that yes was this a hot yoga studio <laughs> every studio was in paradise Bikram? is a hot hot yoga studio <laughs> yeah the uh, goose is feeling good yeah the goose says i definitely namasteed way harder than connor did barely makes sense goose even mm. as a pun yeah you know what I noticed? I what? don't think they did pigeon pose. You would think, the right? The goose doesn't do pigeon. Well, and also, shouldn't he have done some, like, I feel like he's already got that, like, faux karate thing going on. You know, I feel like he... Uh, For someone didn't... who's doing a lot of those karate moves, the goose did not look that flexible. He <laughs> <laughs> needs to spend a little more time with Mr. Miyagi. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we are going to the rose ceremony, mm-hmm. unless you have something. Nah, let's I mean, get on to yeah, it. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Uh, Leo and Joe, it all comes to a head. You want to talk about Leo's toast? Uh, you can talk about it. So Leo says, looking around this room, I'm kind of seeing a bunch of people that are full of shit. So he's like, well, first of all, he says... So, like, Crystal is like, Crystal and I think Annalise, Annalise are both like, a toast to love. They give, like, the most trite toasts yeah. that you could imagine. I'm just so happy that we're all here and all these couples are finally falling in love. Three days after we and got here. And you can here. see Leo is just, like, fuming. Yes. <laughs> I, I mean, pure disclosure, I loved Leo in this moment. Well, he was my ultimate response He's wearing response a, a to leopard it. print right. shirt. My response was, who hasn't wanted to give that speech? But I feel like he was not. I said in my Insta stories, follow me, y'all, that that's me at every wedding. Right. Well, and that's like, who wouldn't want to say that at like a terrible meeting? Or yeah. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. like how, at, what, at what department meeting would we not want to say, looking around the room, I kind of see a bunch of people that are full of shit. Mm, um, I never want to say that. Never, I ever. like my job. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> A Leo does not have the credibility to pull this off. Well, I mean, he definitely doesn't have any of the other people's favor. Right. So I feel like he starts talking and every, literally every person in the room is just like, fuck you, yeah. Leo, go home. Yeah. Well, but the problem is he doesn't have the audience's favor either. No. Because this would go great if no one in the room liked him, but the audience was like, yes, you tell him, Leo. But that's not what happens. Yeah. Instead, he just gives this terrible toast. Um, and then he 
calls Joe grocery store bitch. Sick burn, Leo. Yeah, sick burn. Um, and then everybody's like, fine, then leave. And so he does. And then, so you and I disagreed on this. We did. Yeah, let's talk about it. Joe goes after him. And Kevin says, attaboy, Joe. Yeah, that's how we do it in Canada. Is that an Australian? Get in with your didgeridoo. (laughs) (laughs) You're like a boomerang. You're coming back. Oh, I'm sorry. It's Canadian. So, attaboy, Joe. Joseph. However the French would say it. Uh, I think that Joe was right to go after him. I guess my take was that Leo was leaving. And so it was just yeah, like so good it was his riddance. last chance to uh I mean, you gotta stand up for yourself. You gotta take a stand. But if the person's walking out the door, like Yeah, but that good means riddance. that he got the final word and Joe's like, say it to my face. Well, I just feel like nobody in that room like no one is like, Oh, Leo's got a good point with that grocery store bitch okay. comment. I mean you know Sure. I just yeah. feel like it's a fundamental difference yeah between us mm-hmm. it's your bde kindle's pretty turned on kindle by is it. very turned on by it i mean it. there's something that uh persuaded me yeah attractive about a guy standing up for his lady and it's i'm glad to know that if someone ever were to attack me that you would just let them but that's walk not away. that's not what happens yeah, in that this is what happens. it is what happens because he's like talking shit about kindle yeah, see, I guess I had perceived it more as him talking shit about Grocery Store Joe. No, he's talking about Kendall, too. Because that, that, I do see that differently. Like, if it's just him calling Grocery Store Joe, Grocery Store Bitch, like, Grocery Store Joe needs to be a big enough person to just, like, you're pointless, leave. If he's, you know, because to me, the the thing that needed standing up the most in this entire season was when Jordan was telling, like, Chelsea and Jubilee... To, like, shut the fuck up. Like, that's oh. the kind of situation where you need... Someone needs to be, like, the, you're out of line. You know? I mean, all right. What? Um, that's nothing. not... Yeah. Yeah, sure. All right. Anyway, they get into a fight. Uh, Leo throws his drink at Joe. <laughs> also, super weak. That's, like, the lamest thing to do in a fight. Is to throw <laughs> your drink on someone. Like, what is he from Sex in the City? Like, is he going to throw a martini in somebody's face? Like, It would be a Cosmo. Have you ever gotten in a fight? No, of course not. Oh, yeah. of course not. Well, I'm saying based on what I just said about letting the other person walk out the door, <laughs> you can guess that I haven't gotten in a fight. I feel like you should be in a fight. Yeah. Pick a fight. <laughs> Tomorrow. Yeah. Go throw my drink in somebody. Well, didn't I mean that is a super lame move, though, right? To just throw your drink on someone. I feel like Leo was caught off guard in the yeah. moment, uh, and then Leo just leaves. Well, the security like has to get in and separate them, and like yeah, a couple of the guys do. It was interesting. I mean, Joe doesn't get into any trouble at all, and I know that that's really against the you know policy. For I mean, I feel like he should have gotten in trouble, but Chris Harrison's like. Look, I'm not going to say I like it. I'm glad it's done. Yeah, right. Right, right, yeah. Well, Grocery Store Joe, everybody loves Grocery Store Joe, so he's getting off the hook. Everybody but Kindle. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, moving along. Yeah, you know, Colton brings Tia hot dogs because she's from Wiener. Um, Jordan tells Jenna, when you told me the, my butt looked good in those shorts, I melted. So Chelsea basically has the only unaccounted for rose and all the guys are 
um, kind of vying for it. She gives it to John. Mm-hmm. Oh, what you've got. We didn't even talk about John putting the moves on Kendall. Yeah. That was super lame. I know. I don't like John. Yeah. I'm telling you, I don't like anyone. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Yeah, when John and Jubilee looked like they were going to be an item, I was excited. But for John to just, with no, I'm sure he had some kind of reason, but with no explanation that we got, just be like, I don't want to be with you. And then totally hitting on Kendall when, like, you're a hot commodity with only one rose to give. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea, you mean. With the rose. Oh, I thought he said that to Kendall anyways. I think it would have been Chelsea. Okay. Anyways, he was nerdy with Chelsea, with Kendall. And obviously, like, obviously Kendall doesn't like you, John. Like, she's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's always obvious. Like, he's like, there's been something between us since the beginning. No, there hasn't. Sure, John. Yeah, great. Yeah, I'm sure there that. is. <laughs> well, and what's pathetic, too, is like he had all these women going for him. Yeah. You know, and he's... Here he is, like, well, going he for... he has a connection with Olivia. They, yeah, no, that's true, but uh, but before she comes to be like, yeah, 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 <clears throat> Kendall, you're yeah, you, you yeah. and I like, are totally Jubilee the wasn't good enough yeah. for him. Yeah. You know who I think maybe came out the best on this for me who? unexpectedly, David. I'm pro, yeah. I'm pro chicken now. Yeah, he um he chilled out, stopped talking about Jordan. I mean, I still don't really think he's interesting or anything i think he was cute too he got all tan yeah (laughs) he pulled himself together a little bit yeah i like paradise david yeah like paradise three weeks and he's the only one who got better in paradise alas the chicken gets sent home the chicken gets sent home i mean i'm amazed he made it this long benoit gets sent home Mm -hmm. and benoit is sobbing yes which i did feel because chelsea was like uh he doesn't even say goodbye to me i guess i made the right choice and then he's like to be dumped two times in 24 hours what am i doing wrong ay 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 uh yeah i mean my the my notes say (laughs) olivia comes cassandra is here yeah so cassandra single mom from whose season did she say uh the asshole juan pablo oh yes juan pablo's season that's right um cassandra is here everyone so she's from juan pablo season which was a while like a long time ago two yeah. decades ago. yeah she's like the grandmother from titanic <laughs> well and i feel in like terms of paradise. a season is like dog years like that's you know seven yeah. years ago to have one season it's pass been 84 years <laughs> um she, alas she still looks pretty good well according to joe cassandra is hot she's got big boobs so she's hot and um, Eric says, baby got back. Yeah, no, Eric, uh, this is disappointing. Yeah, let's get to this yeah. last little thing with yeah, Eric. Yeah, I and mean, Eric, and Cassan- Eric basically sloughs off yeah. uh, Angela. He said last night he was all in. He woke up this morning. Things are different. It's a lot of drama. Well, he, as we said earlier, he pulls that same shit that Kevin does. He's like, this is a re- what a relationship is about. To have challenges, have adversity. Like, no, it's that's a problem that you're creating. <laughs> like, having a relationship is about dealing with challenges that together. I'm going to argument if I ever cheat on you. So I'm going to be like, <laughs> I just needed to see... I don't even understand what the right. argument is. This is like we're it, having a challenge right now. Yeah, it doesn't this make is, sense. No, it I doesn't make sense. I needed to see if I would miss you. Well, but and his is and even, I do. His is even dumber because it's like we need to get through this challenge together. But the challenge is me going out with somebody <laughs> yeah. else. 
makes no sense. Oh. So we'll see next week if Eric moves the cheese or if the cheese moves on him. Oy. Yay. All right, we'll, uh, we'll be back next week. Three-hour episode on Labor Day. You're killing me. Bachelor in Paradise. I feel like your notes are going to be like a Stephen King Oh, novel. yeah. It's going to be like 84 pages of notes. And I'm still going to have nothing to say. Not one insightful thing to say because I'm going to be digging through them. All right. But uh, everyone's going to look forward to that. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>